Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas, and the surrounding areas, people, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host, Dennis Simpson, as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. Remax of Hot Springs Village. The award-winning Remax of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007. Find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at 1-800-364-9007 or online at explorehsv.com. Ike Eisenhower State Farm. Ike and his award-winning team have been serving the insurance needs of folks all around Hot Springs Village since 1998. Ike has qualified for State Farm's President's Club, Chairman's Circle, and Hot Springs Village Insurance Agent of the Year. Call Ike Eisenhower State Farm today at 501-984-4100. That's 501-984-4100. Find them online at IkeEisenhower.net. Call them today for all your insurance needs because, like a good neighbor, Ike Eisenhower State Farm is there. In what I believe is a first time ever, we have Clara and Mike and Randy and Ike all here at the same time. How's everybody doing? Doing fantastic. It is a pleasure to have everybody back real quick. Miss Clara, has it been a busy year for you? been a great year very busy year very productive you know keeping ourselves busy and everything that's considered real estate in hot springs village and ike with you a a hopping year yeah we're having a fantastic year uh, a record-setting year for us in some ways and uh and uh we just continue to grow and it's been we've been super blessed this year well, for both of y'all, you're very synonymous with your companies. I mean, th- there's no other indication. I mean, Ike's re- insurance and Clara's real estate. But that's not really what you do a lot of time. Is it, Clara? Something about that community foundation? Yeah, unfortunately, we are, fortunately, actually, I should say, you know, being involved in our community is at the heart of everything that we do. It's part of my vision and mission statement. And and one of the great organizations I've had the privilege of uh, aligning myself with is our local Hot Springs Village affiliate of the Community Foundation. And boy, is it fun. If, if you guys want to know anything more about the Community Foundation, reach out to me or one of our newer board members this past year, Mr. Dennis Simpson himself. <laughs> I'd like to say I'm a better board member, but I'm not. I got to get back to those meetings. That's what I got to do. Well, and Clara, if you can, in just a, a couple of sentences, what does the Community Foundation do? 
Well, the, the actual the actual uh, tagline for the community foundation as a whole from the state level is smart giving to improve communities. And what we are is a clearinghouse for endowments. So we hold endowments for the Animal Welfare League, for the veterans, for uh, various different organizations, for some of the churches, and and we have a. a we have one for the Village Loan Closet. We have endowments that focus on many different areas that groups have started. Matter of fact, I'm in the process of starting one for my hometown cemetery back in oh, Florida, cool. but I'm going to host it right here out of Hot Springs Village. And once I meet the minimum deposit guidelines, which is currently only $10,000, it will pay out annually to this little hometown cemetery back in Florida. Pretty excited about that. So so really, just $10,000 could maintain this place in perpetuity for a while, maybe, right? Absolutely, for, forever. And and that's the beauty of it, especially for those that are looking at giving out, um, giving out scholarships, like Bob Shoemaker, he's got one for the POA uh, families. Uh, I know the Village Loan Closet has scholarships to send uh, nursing students to through college, and others do as well. It, it, it's just a great opportunity to see that your organization or, or even your personal goals are met even when you're no longer here. Yeah, yeah. And Ike, what is it about the Boys and Girls Club that's special to you? Because they're a great organization also. You know, I first moved here 25 years ago. I had uh, about 26 years ago at this point. Um, I, I wanted to get involved in the community, and uh, I like doing work with kids. I've done work with kids in the past, at, in sponsoring uh, adopt a school and things like that. And so, um, so I reached out to the Boys and Girls Club and joined the board back then, and I've uh, been involved with the Boys and Girls Clubs ever since. So um, it's just been uh, I've done just about every officer role in in, in the uh, in the organization you know right now i'm on the advisory committee and and uh, the advisory board and uh so um it's been uh, it's been a way to help the kids in the local area randy i know you have questions no i you don't I, I don't i i you know I, i'm gonna i'm gonna be the just kind of the glorified you know thank you person as a guy that got indoctrinated to the village through renting Dennis's bedroom suite five years ago, a September, uh, not knowing who any of you people were, not knowing anything about the village, just coming over here to investigate. And for Dennis and I now to be two and a half years, you know, into this journey, you know, to try to help you guys get the word out, especially to all these people that we had no clue that would even be listening and watching our show from all over America who hadn't even been to the state of Arkansas and to have real estate, you know, the real estate and the insurance people who were so community minded, you know, you guys have helped me learn more about the community. Dennis and I have talked ad nauseum. I was born in a little town in Oklahoma. I grew up as a little kid in first, second and third grade. We moved away when I was a third grader. But I would go with my father and my grandfather, you know, to a, a local cafe. You know, it was kind of the diner and all the all the business guys were there. You know, and this is old school um, back in the 60s. Um, I just grew up that part of my life with that sense of a small town community. But I've never experienced it. I mean, I didn't grow up. I grew up in cities after that. So those early years... I didn't know until I got indoctrinated uh, 
thanks to you guys with this whole sense of community, which is what these two big projects that you guys both just mentioned, um, I told Dennis, I said, you know, I've, I've never experienced that. I mean, I've been in big metro areas, been in Dallas for over 30, 30 years. You know, I mean, we're, we're pushing 8 million people now uh, yeah. in the DFW area, you know. So I just, I have, that, that's just completely foreign to me. So I'm here a couple of weeks ago and I'm in, I'm in Walmart. I got a beanie on and some lady talks to me and uh, Patricia, I'll give a shout out. Patricia worked for Cumulus Radio in Dallas. And so she and I start talking. She moved here a couple of years ago from DFW and she's talking about all this, all the stuff that she hated about DFW, which I do too. Uh, but you come here and that sense of community, like I just said, is something that many people like me, it's just foreign. I mean, I know, I know what community is for a neighborhood kind of a thing, but for it to be a bigger thing, albeit a small community like Hot Springs Village, is is a new experience for an old guy like me, which is awfully cool, awfully cool. So, no, I don't have a question, Dennis. Just a big thank you uh, to the community, a big thank you to the audience, a big thank you to these two folks for for sponsoring us and helping us, you know, make make the whole project possible. And it's why we're happy to get behind the projects that these two business owners support and try to rally as much help as, as we can get. Um, I, I love it about the place. I'm slowly getting acclimated to it. You know, the, 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 the cautiousness of being in a big city, it, it drops when I come inside the gates, which is good. And everybody that I've talked to who've come from, whether it's Chicago or Atlanta or some big metro area, everybody I talk to says the same thing. You know, it still is just that big breath. You know, it's just that big exhale that you feel. So, no, listen, I've got great appreciation for those of you that have been here for a long, long time and helped make the place what it is and hope that some new folks like me can help contribute moving forward. Well, Randy has had to adjust to the anti-porch pirate situation. Uh, he had a rug on the front front door for a day, and I was like, well, I'll go by and get it. Oh, crap, it's another day. I'll go by and get it tomorrow. And I know quietly in the background, Randy's getting a little more anxious. I'm like, trust me, it'll be there when I get there. Yeah, three days. <laughs> Your rug will I'm be like, fine. It's, it won't last 30 minutes. In the, in the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I wanted to bring back another point. I, you know, it really, and, and Clara, to you too, it's not like you sponsor the, the Boys and Girls Club and you walk in and go, who are these kids? You know these kids, Ike. You know their parents. You work with their parents. Clara, the same thing for the Community Foundation. It, I, I think part of the deal is, Randy, is that, you know, it, look, there are some great organizations in DFW, I'm sure. There's, there's United Way and all these others, but you're helping people you may not know. Here in the village, you know these people, right, Clara? Absolutely. Not only do we know these people, we know we're arm in arm with them in, in other organizations and doing other things in our community. That's one of the things I love about Hot Springs Village is the giving hands and giving hearts. We're full of, we, we, you know, that we were a thousand points of light community for a reason. Yeah. And, and I, it, it's kind of that um, attitude of servanthood. Oh, absolutely. You know, we have uh, uh, four core values in our agency, and uh, 
you know, starts with the person, you know, personal production, I mean, it's our personal professional development, and then it branches out to um, positive productive teamwork, and then it goes to our customers, you know, uh, caring customer service. And the last one is compassionate community outreach. And, uh, and so, um, so what we do is part of our mission. It's what we want to do, what, what we want to be known for. And, um, and so, and, and it's a great feeling to walk around. People thank me all the time for everything I do for the community. I'm sure Clara gets that all the time too. And, uh, you know, it's, and it's very humbling, you know, cause you know, yeah, I like to do things for the community and it is very important to, to me and to the legacy that I want to leave behind and everything. Um, it's, it's also great advertising and I, I keep on growing because of that. And that means every year I give more and more and more. And so, um, and so, I mean, it's just been a very, uh, a great blessing. And, um, I mean, it's very, very privileged to be able to do so much. And, uh, you know, when I started out, I couldn't afford to sponsor more than a few things. And now, now, uh, I hardly say, well, I don't say no to anybody, any organization in the village, I'll do something for you, you know? And, uh, and so, um, I mean, it's, it's just been a blessing that I've been able to do that. Well, Randy, we, we've made the parallel more times than one for those of you that are outside the village, uh, that there are some Mayberry parallels. And, and frankly, part of it is, Clara, you, you, you can't, mm, let me see how I can phrase this. You, you can't poop in the nest you live in. Does that make sense? That you, you, I mean, you really have to be a performer and you have to do what you say. Like, it's one thing to say you have those values. It's another thing to show up and, and put up, right? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And well, and it's more, it's more than just right. And it's more than just writing a check, you know I mean? In a, in a big city kind of environment and I get it cause it's just scale, right? It's just yeah. scope and scale, but here, you know, you can roll up your sleeves and be part of it. You know, it, it's, I've seen that over and over again, just, I mean, even in the two and a half years that we've been doing the show, Dennis, I mean, we just, we see it, especially with, with the two of you, with Ike and Claire, I mean, they clearly lead the parade. They're a reason that they're a reason that we wanted affiliation uh, with the two of you, because it's easy to write a check. Okay, it wasn't easy when you started, but it gets easier if you're successful to just, yeah, just here. Yeah, you all just go, and you guys are way more hands-on and way more involved. But I'm seeing that you're in good company. I mean, there's there's a lot of people that I think are doing the same thing. That's a little bit foreign to a guy like me coming from a big metro area. Well, Clara, how many how many hours do you put on Community Foundation a week, roughly, or a month? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. You know it's I, a loaded it's a, question. It's a loaded question. I, I I guess I should do more like attorneys and kind of track my email, <laughs> my hours, and my phone calls, and actually track that. No, but you, you know what? It's not it's not worth that, Dennis. Here's why. Because I get just as much out of it yeah. as I put into it, whether yeah. it's it's the lives or the people or the outcomes. I mean, it, it's always a celebration. Like we had our donors reception in the beginning of December. That was a celebration. I had my pom poms out. I mean, I, I'm like, <laughs> we we managed to do this, and and we've got our since we're talking about the community foundation, I've got to do a plug. We've got our casino night coming up, January the twelfth. We still have a few tickets here at Remax available for that or from just about all the community foundation members. And we've got our concert series, which Ike has sponsored for us. We're doing a matinee and an evening concert. The Diamonds are doing this for us on 
March 26th, and those tickets are on sale uh, uh, on uh, hsbticketsales.com. So lots going on, lots going HSB on. hsbtickets.com. And I have to just go ahead and bring this up. Since I am on the Community Foundation Board, Clara, mm-hmm. that, Ike, you clearly need Randy with the Boys and Girls Club. So that's where he needs to donate. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, Gotcha, Randy. Gotcha. Yeah. Listen, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get everything that I got in DFW here. That's the reason I haven't been on the show very much. It's been. It's been one of those years. Let me shift topic, if I can, about Hot Springs Village and just the changes that you guys have seen. And I know you're both optimistic about the future. I, of course, am super optimistic about it. So. This, all the changes that have happened, especially coming out of the out of the pandemic and stuff, and I know that we're in an election year, and there's a ton of uncertainty out there, but I'm still seeing people come. I'm still seeing people visit. I'm still seeing people fall in love with the village and understanding that it's just such a remarkable place and such a remarkable opportunity. So I don't know. I start with you. I mean, what? As you, as you enter, as we're entering this new year, what, what are your what are your thoughts? We, uh, yeah, I mean, having been here so long, uh, I've seen. You know, if, if I could turn the camera around, you could see the whole, uh, you know, El Pedrillo's and Sonic and the whole strip mall back there. And when I moved here, that was just woods. You know, mm-hmm. it was just trees. And so a lot of things, uh, a lot of things have happened over the years, uh, but um, and. And a lot of the growth of the village happened in the 70s and 80s and, and uh, kind of slowed down for a while there. And it's picking up all over again. I mean, we're seeing more growth in the village than we've seen in, in quite some time. I'm sure Clara can speak more uh, as an expert in, in that, uh, being in the in her field. But um, anyway, it's, it, you know, the village is, is a wonderful place, getting better all the time. Uh, you know, you see in construction projects that never would have dreamed of seeing, you know, five, 10 years ago. And, uh, you know, if I go out, um, play around a golf, I'm hearing hammers on roofs and, uh, and things like that all over the place. You know, there's new construction going up all over the place. Uh, not to mention all the, uh, hammers for all the hail claims that we've had to pay this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's that. Well, well hang on. I'm going to hijack you for 30 seconds because that's a point I wanted to talk about. I had a phone call the other day, and I'll give it away. had a phone call the other day, and a lady said that she was going to reduce her coverage because her rates were going up so much. And I was like, whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. Wrong idea, wrong idea. So, yeah. But they're going up across the board, right, 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 Ike? Oh, my goodness. It's, I've never – well, I, I haven't seen it in a long, long time. You know, I've been around 33 years with State Farm. I started in underwriting homeowners policies in Arkansas before I became an agent. And, uh, you know, back then our rates were really volatile. We'd have, we'd have big rate increases and then we, and then they'd, uh, try to drop rates to write business and we'd lose a lot of money. And then it, and it all kind of stabilized about maybe 15 years ago or something like that. And, uh, ever since then the rates have been fairly smooth. <laughs> and then all of a sudden out of the blue, um, last year we had, um, uh, Throughout the entire insurance industry, rates went up astronomically. Uh, auto insurance, and uh, a lot of it was due to I mean, just the, just the lack of availability of cars, or um, in, um, repairs co- costs went up in the body shops. 
you know, just to just to rent a car. It was, it's hard to even find a rental car out there. And to replace a car instead of instead of, you know, when when the uh, used car rates went up 40 percent, that means every time we're replacing a car, we're spending 40 percent more to do that. And so so we had a wave of that on in auto insurance. And this year it's been fire insurance. You know, it's just, uh, you know, we've been our rates been fairly stable the last few years. And all of a sudden, you know, we got a 20 percent rate increase and, and uh, hadn't seen that since my underwriting days, you know, back well, uh- I have heard people say, oh, it's just the hailstorm. And I'm thinking, no, it's not just the hailstorm, right? So much more than that. So much more than that. Because, yeah, they do, uh, you know, for us at least, um, before this, about 30 30 cents on the dollar that you pay for your insurance policy goes towards major catastrophes like that, like the frozen pipes we had last Christmas or the tornado that uh, hit Jesseville or uh, the, the, you know, the one – the one that hit uh, the tornadoes that hit a little rock and wind and, and uh, you know, things like that, the multiple, multiple hailstorms. I mean, it was crazy. We had four major hailstorms in a week, you know, back in June. And, uh, and, and uh, so, I mean, we've seen a lot of that. So yeah. So part of that is they are increasing the load with what they call the cat load, the catastrophe load to, to take care of things like that. But it's also the non-catastrophe things, just the everyday loss people, um, people's houses are more valuable now. It costs more to replace things. The availability of parts and everything. There's a lot of things that factor into it, and it's, so it's more than just the construction cost of the house, which does go up every year. And that you know we've had some spikes there too. Well, that's kind of calmed down, but just the general pricing of everything, in addition to that, has gone up. So it's been it's been a very tough cycle for us. You know, we just started on these renewals back in November, so. We got a long way to go through it. Ever since we announced our rate increase, every, I would say every, but most of the rate increases I'm seeing that are filed at the state are at least 15, 16, 18%, you know, somewhere in that range. And uh, so, you know, homeowner's insurance is going to get very expensive uh, in the next year or so. And if you haven't seen your rate increase yet, you know, brace yourself because it's coming. Get ready, and, uh, right? Well, yeah, I don't, think, I don't, but I don't think this is just, I don't, I don't, this is, I don't think just an Arkansas or an HSA. No, no, it's, it's, it's nationwide, so, yeah. nationwide and, and across the entire industry. So, yeah, I think, I think when, you know, cause we kind of jumped first on the big one, we usually kind of lag a little bit, but we jumped first on the big one and we insure more houses than anybody in, in the, in the nation, you know, and, and, uh, and especially in the state of Arkansas. And so when State Farm jumps, they, uh, Everybody followed. They sure. said, "All right, State Farm took a 20 percent rate increase. Like we can take a we can take one too." And so, so it just opens up the door for them to do that. But Clara, everybody's got to live somewhere, right? Everyone's got to live somewhere, absolutely. And Hot Springs Village is a great place to be. And you know, our market's pretty stable. I we haven't closed out the 2023 yet, but but we're, we're on track to nearly mirror, mirror last year. But some of the trends that I saw is, is that our average price per home you know home sold is actually up. We were at like two three hundred sixteen thousand last year. At the end of 2022, we're up to three twenty six. So those are some positive signs. But I also believe. You know, in the theories, what goes up must come down. I think we'll see some point of level, if not this year, you know, this upcoming year. I, I was 
um, reading some NAR statistics, they're expecting nationwide, like I said, you know, nationwide, we, we deal in a nationwide industry, but our local front looks a little bit different. We are Hot Springs Village after all. The, the predictions that the that there'll be 13% new housing sales or in, uh, increased housing sales for 2024 that we kind of flatlined as, so to speak, I don't believe that, but in, you know, 22 and 23. So life is good. And for those who haven't made that decision or, you know, made that hurdle to buy that new house, the rentals are busy, whether it's the nightly or the long-term. I still have quite a few nightly rentals with people that are building, living in those. And and then, you know, the long-term rental program is just perfect for someone in the process of making that decision or don't want to make the decision because of those interest rates, waiting to see what's going to happen in the election year. So well, let, let me ask another question about that real quick. I had read a statistic, and this is maybe three or four years ago, that Hot Springs Village had one of the highest basically paid off homes, no mortgage homes in the nation, that we had a significant proportion of people who bought, moved here, bought, maybe paid cash or, or started paying 15 years ago, Ike, and then they, they just paid it out. And so they don't have a note. The, there's no there's no interest pressure to them. But when they want to move and do something, then what happens, Clara? Yeah, then that starts all over, whether they're going to turn that equity into a new home or do what some are doing. Some are, some are doing loans. Some are taking out loans. Some are emptying out their, their savings plans and their retirement plans. And, and some do come in with you know, cash in their back pocket and they can make that happen. You know, we have such a diverse mix of homeowners, but you are right. You know, because we have been here over 50 years, we've got plenty of paid off homes and plenty of homes where they came in and paid cash or they took advantage of those, you know, middle 2% interest rates when those were out. You know, we, we've had some great times. So we, we've, I, we've got a mix of all, we are a melting pot of the whole nation and it's definitely yeah. good. Yeah, very, very much. And and I uh, come back to that real quick. I just want to throw out a last shout out real quick. Uh, you obviously do help in investments too. So if those people have cash and they need to do something with it, State Farm is a great place to go and talk about that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we have partnerships with um, with BlackRock and American Funds for mutual funds, and with Jackson mm-hmm. National and uh, for annuities. We have our own annuities. Um, there are things that we can do to help people out. <clears throat> what we're seeing there is a lot of people are jumping on these CD rates at the bank. And uh, getting five percent plus, and uh, we have we have products right now where you can lock in four percent plus for up to ten years, and um, and so I mean it's a pretty good deal because if you look at what the Fed is saying right now, Fed is saying that about this time next year, the the consensus seems to be that interest rates will drop about a point point and a quarter uh, by this time next year, and uh, and even lower in twenty twenty five. So, um, so we can lock in a good interest rate for you for a longer period of time over here in a very safe bottom. So, so I'm just curious, Clara, what do you think that's going to mean? I mean, is six, is that a livable rate? Is that where the world should be or, or about or five and a half or what, what, what makes the real estate world spin? What number? I don't think there's a magic number. I think it depends on your pain point per person, <clears throat> for your family, what, what, you know, how that mix ends up, you know, because when someone's buying, especially our first time home buyers, they're looking at, you know, that that 
payment, that escrow payment for their insurance. They're looking at that escrow payment for, you know, all the other expenses. And so they're determining on a case by case basis where that pain point is. But it's sure not where it was in the mid 80s at 17 percent. You know, so I've been there, done that. Testify, brother Randy, testify. Yeah, I've been there. (laughs) So I I just think if we'll just stabilize and people understand that that's where we're going to be, then folks can make purchasing decisions based on what their what their pain threshold is. Yeah, back then, if you were if you were selling a house and you didn't have to write a check to the buyer, you felt like that's a win. You know, I mean, it was unbelievable. I think we're all. I'd be curious y'all's perspective, but there's no question that Hot Springs Village was kind of formed as a as kind of an active retirement kind of a community. I think that still kind of permeates the place, and we certainly, as a podcast, as a show, are benefiting from the graying of America. Those baby boomers. I was born in '57. So full retirement age for me was 66 and a half. I hit that in November. You're looking at the first recipient of a social security check. Uh, I got the first one like a a week or two ago. Um, You can see the gloating on his face. Yeah. You know, well, it's just like, you know, you never plan to live this long. (laughs) Kind of a thing. What did the guy say? I told the doctor if I thought I was going to live this long, I'd take better care of myself. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but but the grain of America is a real thing. There's an awful lot of us, and and we clearly have got some degree of, we'll broadly use the word wealth. Um, and I do think Hot Springs Village is, is benefiting from that. I know our show is. We continue to hear from people. That's the, the theme. The theme of the feedback that we get from our viewers and, and listeners is, People that are approach—they're—they're they're looking for that spot. They're looking for that place in America to come to, uh, to spend these years, whatever these years are. And some people may be slightly younger than you know. Again, I'm 66 and a half. They may be slightly younger, slightly older, but I'm in the—I'm in the wheelhouse. I am our demographic. Yes, uh, that's just a fact. And as I encounter people. I did a show just walking people through my wife and I and crunching the numbers. Even Stephen, just compare apples to apples from Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas to Hot Springs Village as a couple. No mortgage in DFW, no mortgage in Hot Springs Village. It's a $22,000 a year difference in favor of the village. Um, That's not lost on people. And that attraction bringing, I, I, I would hope that you're benefiting from, you know, that crowd. And they're, they're obviously coming from places other than Dallas-Fort Worth. But I can't tell our audience enough, at least crunch the numbers, you know, do the math. It's not for everybody. I, I said in that show, it checks, the, it checks the boxes that I knew needed to be checked but it checked a lot more boxes that I didn't even know existed for me. You know, some people, you know, they want different things. Uh, for us, the peace, the solitude, the sense of community. I can't, as an introvert, I can't oversell enough just the sense of community. I live in a kind of a lake community. I'm not on the waterfront, but the Lake Coronado community, 
I, I didn't even know it was here. You know, I literally, like a blind pig, stumble bummed and found one. And it's like, I don't know. I, it'd take a lot to get me to leave the neighborhood, you know? I mean, just, I've got a 93-year-old widow lady next door from Boston, thick Bostonian accent. <laughs> you know, I walk out there, I see her trash. They came and picked up the trash yesterday. I walk over there and I roll it back in front of her garage door so she doesn't have to walk out all the way to the street. And she's in good health. And that's just a new experience for me. So I would encourage anybody, if especially if you're big city, like I was, that's, how do you put a price tag on that? I just don't know a way to put a price tag on that. And, I, and I'm glad that this grain of America is something that I think the village and all of us uh, are benefiting from. Well, let me throw one out real quick. I, I've got a, uh, uh, the Arkansas Tourism Department started promoting uh, Arkansas in Colorado because it has a more temperate weather. And then I've got a call and a couple of emails from people in North Hills of Dakota, in North Dakota, and they think it might be a more temperate climate. Here. Well, what every think, place Clara? is more temperate than that. <laughs> <You think? laughs> parts of, parts of Antarctica, yeah. Yeah, we we are so blessed where we live. But on that blessing side, I'll have to give a shout out to our new bypass extension. Oh, big she time. makes a point. Hello, she hello. makes a point, people. She makes a point. Uh, yeah. we, we, this has been in the works fifteen years, eighteen years. Yeah, uh, and and it was delayed. I'll, just a quick sideline story. It was delayed because a gentleman went outside, had well water, turned on his spigot held the hose like this and water and steam came out of the end of his well water. And he notified the authorities and everybody thought, Oh my God, we have disturbed the hot springs and we have to stop and do an evaluation. And that set us back about 10 years, but that bypass, uh, which goes through some pristinely beautiful area, basically mm -hmm. ties you right into hot springs, takes you right down to Oakland, doesn't it? Ike? And then, it's, <laughs> and then right down to the hospital um, or any other place you want to go downtown. But it is, it really is a quick mecca. I, I, actually, I've kind of, kind of retrained myself, Clara, to use it, you know? Well, it's so beautiful. I mean, someone mentioned to me that, as a matter of fact, it was Brenda from off. She said, I think it's the prettiest thing coming from Hot Springs out to Hot Springs Village at sunset. And so oh, I yeah. did one day just to see it. It's just pretty going the other way. It's just uh, I, I'm pleased that we have a direct route for people to find our community. Well, and I want to throw one other out to you, Clara. This is a little inside tip. If you're on the phone with somebody you really don't want to talk to, take the bypass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dennis, likes, will Dennis always you. calls me from the bypass. <laughs> You know, no, no, you know, there are people in the there are people in Hot Springs who who uh, who take that very uh, offensively to say it is not a bypass; it's an expressway. It goes right through town. It doesn't bypass it. Yeah. It's an extension, to be exact. I think that's an what extension. the transportation department calls it. Yes. Has that changed anything, Clara? As far as say, you know, the area around the Glazy Poe Gate, and I mean, any, I mean, has it changed anything as far as? In movement inside the village, the fact that the bypass is open? I think in anticipation of it, folks were already making decisions. I okay. mean, we already have big, beautiful homes that have been built on Mazaron, the main drive, yeah. the main road right there off. I think we will now see developers and 
I'm not going to say renaissance, but renaissance type developers, those folks that are there forward thinking, buy up areas. We've got a couple of new homes right inside the gate. I, I think we'll see others because there was a lot of untapped land in that area because when Cooper came in, he developed the West Gate area. Then he, then he went over and developed that um, east side of Lake Balboa and then moved east. And when that happened, all about just about all development in the Glazy Po area stopped because mm-hmm. because the the movement was eastward. So there's a lot of untapped resources, a lot of development, a lot of multiple lots in the same subdivision that someone could buy and develop. And I think our POA is doing a great job. Shout out to Kelly Hale and his team of sharing the word about you know the best kept secret of hot springs village i know kelly and his staff and kevin sexton are really hitting those bigger industries in and around our community within that 50 to 100 miles because if you live in hot springs you it we're a we're a you know hop skip and a jump now you do not have to get i don't know if you've ever been in the airport road traffic at five o'clock on a friday night it's terrible there mm-hmm. there's just a lot of people that live out there well, why don't you get on that beautiful bypass and come out here? You get here faster. You mm-hmm. know, so you've got options now. Folks from the Hot Springs region have options now. That's what I'm excited about. And I, I do think I do think we'll see more in that Glacier Po region to accommodate those who want that, you know, ability to get more quickly out in that direction. Well, the, the Gazy Po area and the Fresno area and uh, old uh, Durango, I think it is, that's south of you there, Randy. Uh, those areas, and pardon the, the term, I always call those areas kind of stretch marks because Cooper literally just grew too fast past those areas. They were just selling lots, selling lots, selling lots, and they didn't build much in there except around the lake, which who's a course, right, or around a golf course. So, yeah, I mean, that just made sense. But uh, – so at one point, and we've got to go, and I thank you so much for your time. Clara, can you speak to, I don't know much about the, well, frankly, the property that Jeff and I sold up on Cortez, where we're going to have 64 uh, hotel rooms, or are you familiar with that? I'm not familiar with that. That's new news. I'd love to hear more about that. What do well, you that's the That's the 29 acres beside, behind, uh, uh, it's on uh, uh, Barcelona and uh, Calella there. But that 29 acres, someone said they had seen the plans and there was a 64 uh, 64-unit 64 development there that they're going to that, – that's the golfers' cabins and the – you know, we've always talked for the last 20 years, we've talked about when you want to have a big golf event, you, where do you host everybody in the same place? They want to stay near each other. And supposedly that's on the plans and ready to go. I, I may have misspoken already, but, I mean, it's already been at least submitted to the to the planning board. That's awesome. Anything that will attract large organizations to come and visit. I know that the POA is working on getting tourism folks and getting folks from the uh, visit the welcome centers mm-hmm. all here for, for some meetings next year. And we just need to have places to house them collectively. You know, right now we can put them in the village, but they might be 20 miles apart. Yeah, literally, literally. Randy, any final thoughts, my friend? No, let's land this plane. <laughs> Thank you guys and I hope everybody has a you know safe and happy holiday and and I'm looking forward Lord willing 2024 will be even better. Absolutely. Be a great year. Thank y'all again so Agreed. much. Thanks for watching and listening to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast 
starring Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com.